morning. As Pastor Shelley said, if this is your first time with us, we want to welcome you. And uh, we do invite you, please take that card, fill it out. We'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Um, and uh, we're glad that you're here with us this morning. Uh, and as she said, yes, my name is Dylan Ray. I'm the youth pastor here. And uh, pastor is away this morning. And so he has blessed me with an opportunity to share with you guys. And I'm honored. And I just thank Pastor Allen and Pastor Shelley for this. Um, and so uh, I'm excited uh, to be here with you guys. Uh, but first, I want to encourage you uh, that I believe that God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? And we are in the season of thanksgiving. And so I want to encourage you in this season of thanksgiving, give thanks and be a cheerful giver. There's more, multiple ways you can do that. Uh, you can do that on our app. We have an app that you can download. You can give there or you can give, as Pastor says, the old school way at the Resource Center. And that would be great. So uh, we're going to continue the series that Pastor started last week called To Tell the Truth. And this morning we are talking about a grateful heart. And so if you have a Bible, if you'll turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, and what we'll do is we'll read this, and uh, then I'll pray, and we'll jump into it. I made it easy for you, because we're going to hang out in Colossians chapter 3 all morning, all right? So uh, it says in verse 12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive one another who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule. Somebody say rule. Rule, rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and to always be thankful. Let me pray for us this morning. Father, we come to you thankful on this Sunday. And we pray that you would continue to dwell in this place with your presence. And we just ask that you show us how to have a grateful heart this morning. Father, I pray that you speak to each and every one of us to give us that encouragement to wake up each and every day and dedicate it to you with joy and peace. And so, Father, I just pray that I would not say a sentence more or a word less than what you have for us this morning. Speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, I would like to begin with a principle this morning uh, that your response to a circumstance can expose the condition of your heart. Amen? That how you react can give us a window inside of how your heart is. So we're in the season of Thanksgiving, uh, or as Pastor called it last week, gluttony. Um, and November is my favorite month, I got to tell you. I know some of you probably moved down south to get away from the cold, but I love it. I'm sorry, I do. I'm, I'm a November person. I, I love it because this week we eat all the warm comfort food, and that just brings me joy. And here's the great thing, my wife can't judge me about it this week, because we're all getting Plates on plates on plates. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I love it. I love the food. I love everything about Thanksgiving. Uh, but I also know, as many of you do, there's a lot of mess that goes into a Thanksgiving day with family involved, right? There's a lot that goes into it uh, kind of behind the scenes. And so I feel that this week, 
you're going to get a challenge of the condition of your heart and your response to some of the things that happen on this turkey day. Because you guys know what I'm talking about. You, the, the invite said that the food's going to be served at 1230, and it is 2 o'clock, and the rolls ain't even done yet. Or your kids are out there doing the family football game that happens every year, and there's that one adult cousin that, like, no one really knows, and he's out there clotheslining kids, and your kid comes in with a bloody lip, and you look outside, and he's like, JoJo wins the Super Bowl. Like, it's just like, what is going on here? Or then there's that war that always happens every single year in the living room around the TV where your husband is mad at the rest of the family because he wants to watch the Cowboys lose again with Uncle Doug and they want to watch the parade. And so there's this big mess that happens and it, it all, at least for our family, it all boils down to one final event, the family photo. I'm, I'm telling you, you try to get 60 family members into a photo, that's the worst idea ever, I'm just saying. Because you're going to have one kid for some reason, he's going to lift his shirt up. Uh, he doesn't know why, he just does it. And then you got that one cousin who brought her boyfriend that she's only been dating for a couple of weeks and he gets to be in the photo. And then you got grandma who just refuses to put out her cigarette. And so you get this photo though, we, we get this photo and you know what you do. You take it like your participation trophy to this messy day, and you say, we are gonna give thanks. And so you put it on Facebook, hashtag thankful, hashtag fam, hashtag blessed, hashtag Joanna Gaines, because she inspired my centerpiece, hashtag loved, hashtag grateful. But who can agree with me that the truth behind that post is a little bit different? That the amount of mess and drama and stress that went into that day is not grateful. Because the problem is we take one day to put all our thankfulness and gratefulness for the year into. And let me tell you something, that's a lot of pressure for a turkey. <laughs> and so what Paul is saying in this passage is that a part of the Christian life is to have a grateful heart. And to have a grateful heart, we need to be grateful on every occasion. That it's not circumstantial. Well, it's Thanksgiving. I guess we best say grace. Well, it's my birthday, so maybe I'll be in a decent mood. Well, this week, my boss is going to let me off early on Wednesday so I can prepare for Thanksgiving. So that's, that's kind of a decent day. But when you have a grateful heart based on the circumstances I want to encourage you this morning, you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment. Because all that pressure into this, that, well, this Thursday I'll be thankful because of the day it is, you're going to be disappointed. Because we get mad, we get angry, we get annoyed, we get in a bad mood. And so what Paul is saying in Colossians chapter 3 is that our hearts are meant to be grateful. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15, he says, let the peace... It comes from Christ ruling your hearts. For as many members of one body, you are called to live in peace and to always be thankful. My, uh, my mom is here, so we'll see how this goes. Um, it was very important to her when we were growing up, my brother and I, that we would wake up 
positively and that we would have a smile. And so every morning from fifth grade to 12th grade, as I recall, she would bust into my room and she would sing, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No, listen, every day from fifth through 12th grade, my mom would bust through my door loudly clapping, this is the day that the Lord has made. No, listen, every day from fifth through 12th grade, mom would Cobra Kai kick open the door, bust into my room, and offbeat clap, this is the day that... I gotta confess, I didn't really respond gratefully. At 5.36, whatever time it was. But she'd make me stand there in my PJs, and she would not leave the room until I put a smile on my face. Now, here's my issue with that. Issue's not with her, it's with me, that that smile was circumstantial. I will smile so you will get out of my room. I will smile so you will stop doing that, whatever that is, stop. I'll smile if you do that. But I wasn't truthfully grateful in that moment. I wasn't truthfully saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I was like, this is the day my mom's gonna get out of my room. And so my issue with that is I would go to school, the fake smile would leave, and I would not have a grateful rejoicing day because I started off with fake gratefulness. And so when Paul is telling us in this passage is that as Christians, we have this truth of this good news, this knowledge inside of us, and that is enough to give praise and be thankful and grateful no matter what the circumstances are. That as a child of God, you are expected, it is owed on your heart to be grateful, to have a grateful heart. And he says, he starts off the chapter in an interesting way. In verse one, he says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in this place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. Now, why does he start the chapter out like that, a chapter about gratefulness? Why does he start there? Well, he's building a case that there is a beautiful process of salvation. And as children of God, we are aware of that. And so we have a right, a privilege that no matter what we're facing, no matter if you are depressed in here today, if you are going through a tragedy, no matter what your situation is, you have air in your lungs, you have blood in your body, and you have the right to say, today is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it because my heart is grateful. And so Paul takes time to write all this. And let me remind you, Abigail mentioned it. He is writing from a prison cell about being grateful in every circumstance. And so we see this, but I know what you're thinking. You're saying, but Pastor Dylan, what about our bad days? What about our tragedies? Are you saying you don't complain? Everybody complains. Your boss this week is probably going to upset you. 
your kids at somebody else's house this week are probably going to break something expensive. Your husband's going to come through the door and say something stupid. We do, yeah. But when you look at what Paul is saying, and he writes this from a prison cell in Philippians chapter 4, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. And I know I've read that before with grumbling, to be honest. And you might have even received that grumbling, like, okay, so I'm not supposed to complain. Everybody has bad days. Life is not perfect for anyone, and I'm going to have a bad day. I'm going to complain. I'm going to yell at the Starbucks girl for taking too long, and it's going to happen. But if you listen to that voice right now, and you compare it with what Paul is saying in this passage, do you understand he's saying exactly? When you complain, you don't stand out. You don't shine like a bright light in the universe. You're just like everybody else. And that word in the Greek language, when he's saying to stand out, it means to be unmixed, to be set apart. That we are called to be set apart as children of God. And how do we do that? We stop complaining and we have a grateful heart. That's what he's saying in this passage. That when you're grateful, you're going to shine like a light in the universe and people are going to look at you and be like, how are you not mad? How are you not complaining? And you can say, because this is a day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And at the end of this passage, Paul notes, he, he kind of brings up all the, all the circumstances that these people are going through at that time. He brings up their culture. He brings up their beliefs. He calls out Gentiles, slaves, circumcised, uncircumcised, children. And he says, none of that matters. All that matters is Jesus Christ. And so what is he saying there? If I wake up tomorrow and the only thing in my possession is my salvation through Jesus Christ, that's enough for me. It's enough for me to wake up and say, this is your day. This is the day that you have made and I will rejoice and I will be grateful because my heart is grateful. It's not built on circumstances. It doesn't matter what day of the week, what day of the year. If it's your birthday, your best day, a Tuesday, it doesn't matter because I am grateful because Christ reigns over my heart. And here's the beautiful thing about that, that I just get excited because of how awesome God is, that your positivity can be your ministry. You don't have to come up here and do a five-point message. More than your words, how you respond to something in your life can speak so much louder, so much volume that it changes people around you because you can stand there in the face of adversity, the face of a tragedy, and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do it like my mom and be like, (laughs) no, I, I, I get it. You might not want to do that if you're going through a tragedy or if you're upset. But when you have a grateful heart, it doesn't matter how, how you're acting, if you're smiling, if you're clapping off beat or not. But you just make that declaration, that prayer over your life. Today's the day that he has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it because I'm grateful. You know, I'll, um, I'll never forget the week that Amy and I got engaged. Um, 
not just, I'm not saying that just because I'm bad with memory. You're like, he didn't remember when he asked her. No, I remember, I, I get that. But that week was met with a tragedy uh, in, in our life. Um, Amy is from Crystal Beach, right down the road. I'm from College Station. So I say, we are surf and turf. Um, and so I didn't really know anything about Galveston and sea life or anything. The only water uh, we get up in College Station is if it rains and the dishes overflow or if the Aggies lose and they cry and all the tears flow out. That's all we get. So um, I came into this, uh, uh, in this relationship. I, she had to tell me. I was a tourist. You know, we rode the ferry, saw the dolphins, everything. Um, but I remember she was at College Station with me and we get a phone call. Her father, who was a crab fisherman for a living, they found his boat at sea and, and they couldn't find him. And so now it got very serious and, and we came down and we waited on the side of the shore for five days while they're looking for him. And I'll never forget that, that whole week is a blur. We were talking about it this week, um, trying to remember things. And, and there was a lot that happened, but one thing that I will just never forget was the response of her grandparents. They're in their 80s, and they would have never thought that they'd have to bury their son, right? No one ever wants to bury their child, but especially when you're in your late 80s, that's, that was shocking to them. And I'll never forget that they made every day of those five days, her grandmother would get up, and her declaration over her day was, this is the day that you have made, Lord, and we will find joy. We will find peace in this day because it's yours. And when a lot of us would get frustrated because strangers would come out to watch the show to kind of see what was happening, she said to us, isn't it great that there's so many people here to witness what it looks like when children of God go through a tragedy? She had conviction about it. She said, I'm going to be grateful because there's people watching us and this is my witnessing. When we got angry at the news crew wanting to shove a camera in every family member's face, she took that moment and said, this is our testimony, that we would not be able to stand here today and do what we're doing if we did not believe in something greater, that there's salvation in here. And so today, through the midst of a tragedy and the face of adversity, we are going to say, this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And that week, thank y'all, I really need a drink of water, so thank y'all. Um, <laughs> and that week, I watched that woman cook for strangers, because they, if they sat out there and held a light for somebody, anything, she cooked for strangers, she prayed for people, she witnessed to people, and at the end of it, she said, we're going to give God the glory and all the praise. And five days later, they found his body. And you would think that they'd be sad about that, but they already knew. And so they rejoiced that they had closure, that we could have a funeral and that we had that. And they were happy at the end of that. Why? Because your response shows the conditions of your heart. And their hearts were grateful going into that tragedy. And going into that tragedy, it pulled them out with a grateful heart that no matter what is going on, I'm not grateful because of a circumstance. I'm grateful because of him. That it's not built on a day. It's not built on a turkey. It's built on Jesus. And so Paul is saying in this passage, there's so many different ways to handle adversity and tragedy. There's good ways, there's bad ways, but this is the best way to live with a grateful heart no matter what the circumstances. 
And so what the takeaway is today is how do we have, what, what, what does this condition of a true grateful heart looks like? That the salvation of Jesus Christ is enough for me to wake up and give thanks every single day. And so the key is don't let it be circumstantial. When things go tragic, if there is air in your lungs, if you are alive, you are a child of God, you can stand there in the face of that adversity and say, this is your day. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. And so I just want to encourage you this week. Um, it's interesting that Pastor Shelley brought that up. You know, I've, I've read that the holidays can be the most depressing time for so many Americans. For millions of reasons, but it's just so many Americans between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it becomes so depressing. I want to encourage you, even in the face of your lowest moment, you can speak to your soul like we did this morning, and you can say, I'm going to give praise because this is your day. This is your day. Jonathan, you can come on up now. If you're in here this morning, you might be saying, I want to do that. I want to shine like a bright light in this world. I want to reach people by the way that I would live. I want to inspire people, not just with my words, but I want to be grateful through all circumstances. I want to encourage you. Would you just lift your hand right now? I want to pray for you wherever you are. Would you just stand all across this place with us? Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son. That even on our worst days, when we feel like we've lost everything, in the face of our tragedies, our depressions, our anxieties, one thing remains, that we belong to you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage us this week to be a light for you, not just with our words, but that our responses would show a grateful heart, not because of a day, not because of a moment, not because of a circumstance, but because of you, that the true nature of our heart can be blessed and we can stand on a firm foundation and declaration and say that this is your day and that it belongs to you. And so I pray over every person who raised their hand this morning, that you would touch them, that you would encourage and empower their soul, and that you would remind them of the goodness of who you, who you are and who you can be in them. And I pray that that would go with them throughout this week, and it wouldn't be built on a day. It would be built upon you and the sacrifice of your son, and that we will be a light shining in this dark world. And we will say, this is the day that he has made. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I want to encourage you this week, as Pastor Shelley said, you could be the only light that your family's going to see this week, this year. Have a grateful heart. Don't let it be built on circumstances. And like full circle from my offbeat white mama over here saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. I want to encourage you this week. Go with God. You're just